Hi, my name's Mason. My name's Finn. And this is Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Football. Football. Yes, Let's Talk Football is the show where we talk about football's hottest topics. Now today we're looking at scapegoated players, scapegoated managers, in football who have been generally scapegoated. Then we're going to look at and we're, today we're going to be looking at all of those sort of sections and let's jump right into it. So Finn, why don't you start off with Puskas in the, around the 1960s World Cup final? Um, well, yeah, it's not actually 1960s, it's 1954 this happened, where Hungary were defeated 3-2 by, in the World Cup final by um, Germany, who are actually the underdogs in there. So that's a, that's a thing to think about, how Hungary were... Probably were like one of the top dogs in the world of football back then, and Germany like were, but still not really there yet. So yeah, but anyway, moving on to the actual scapegoating, um, they lost three two, and many complaints were made. Like many people were angry at this, blaming Puskas because he got injured, and that's their. I mean, he was their best player at the time, so they just blamed him. They were saying he, like, purposely injured himself to make Germany win, because really he was this and that about Germany and doesn't like Hungary. Like, that is all lies. He, it was his own country. He played for them. And, yeah, but... Definitely. It's just... It's kind of sad, like, knowing that you made one slip-up and that has affected your entire career. Mm. And it's just so infuriating for me to know that someone has gone through that pressure while trying to focus on their career, like people just booing and jeering. And it's Mm. just, I find that absolutely disgraceful. Definitely. And to the whole nation, in fact. Because um, when the Hungarian national squad returned to the Nepstadion, their home ground, um, they were especially like received with boos and jeers of all the Hungarian supporters mm. who had decided to blame the players and the coach. The coach being Gustav Zebes. And this was slowly destroyed both career of Puskas and the Hungarian national coach Gustav Zebes. Um, Zebes was appointed sports minister and was consigned to the ignominy of political office. Never to play a big part in Hungarian football administration again. Which that is sad. Summing it up short, for those people who do not know what that means, he was not allowed to participate. He's not allowed to, he's allowed to watch, he's not allowed to participate. So he can't play, he can't coach, he can't sit on the sidelines and say, do this there. He can't help the coach in any way. He can't even be like one of the medic staff in the dressing room. He was completely banned for life just because... Just because they lost that World Cup final, that is impacted on the players' career and even the coach's career. Mm. And yeah. it's just 
really annoying. And Puskas previously a national hero, was forced to flee Hungary and join Real Madrid. It's so... I've said this earlier, but it's so irritating for me to know that they've gone through that pain of their whole country booing, jeering, like being mad at them because of one little slip-up. It's like... Well, I don't know if this was a cultural misunderstanding, and they do, and they do put harsh punishments on these like little things like that. Because it, I think it's kind of similar to uh, Stephen Gerrard's slip. Yeah, it's kind of similar to that, not in the way of scapegoating, but it's a little thing. But it's cost them a big trophy. That was Liverpool's chance to lift. I think their second ever. Premier League title, but then he slipped up and made a mistake. So obviously people weren't that happy about him, but they got over it. Whereas this, this has been long going on. And if you mention the, if you mention Puskas, they're probably gonna despise him. Yeah, and that is sad. It is very sad. It's just, and also some of that. Like the great Hungarian side of 1954 uh, followed suit after Puskas. Kazibor uh, and Koskas at Barcelona, and the world was left with only the sense of what could have been a great Hungarian side, now torn to smithereens. Mm, definitely. Anyway, I'm going to go on to Valencia, who the former Man United player. Now, Valencia has gotten a lot of hate for no good reason from Jose Mourinho when he used to play at Man United. And I think he has really shown himself by killing it in the um, in the Comoral Liberatos, where he, obviously, he didn't win, but he was one of the best players out there. And for me, that really shows that Valencia, although the odds were against him, he played for a Man United team that was slowly falling against all the... He still tried. He he tried. He may not have won, but he tried. And he ultimately did bring it. But Jose Mourinho did nothing but uh, substitute him for Ashley Young, bring him down. Um, and like in training, he used to have personal talks and... It's all very sad because Valencia is a good player. He is a decent right-back. And although he was in at the Primers career, he was doing well. He'd gone past, but he was still doing well. Yet Jose, although he was a good manager, just seems to, when a player doesn't perform how he wants to, he he just shuns them from the club. And I I, I can't really, he's a good manager, but with that, I can't exactly give him. Yeah, I think if Jose was there any longer, I think if Jose was there any longer, I think Valencia would have probably been frozen out of the club. Definitely, because he wasn't playing how Jose wanted to. Jose's one of those managers where if you don't play how he exactly wants to, every command, if you don't do that, like so, if it's a two-on-one goalkeeper and say Valencia versus three attackers, like three on two, and then one of the attackers is making a run down the left, while the other two are staying in the centre. 
and he goes over to that left winger. Well, the left back is all the way up the pitch after a counter-attack. And then he does that. Jose Reno just talks the crud out of him. And he just... And he's trying his best. I And if he stops them, he still gets so much stick from Jose. He's like, why did you leave your right-back position? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why did you do this? And then it's like, well, one, he stopped a goal going in. Two, David De Gea would not have stopped it because it would, be, it would have been like a two-on-one situation by that point. And it's just... Mm. It's like Puskas. It's so irritating to know that those people are out there, like Jose Mourinho, those managers that just take the crap out of you, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, it's sad. Anyway, um, Finn, uh, from one Man United player to another, let's talk about Paul Pogba. Finn. Yeah, Paul Pogba, like Valencia, if. Jose Mourinho stayed any longer, he would have been frozen out of the club. And you don't know how many times Mourinho tried to get Pogba out of the club. He went through so many clubs trying to sell him. He went back to Juventus trying to either get him on loan or sell him. He's And it's just, again, one of those things. The player is a good player. But he can do some silly things sometimes that Jose Mourinho is like, that is not good from you and you need to do exactly what I do to become better. But that's absolute shambles. Absolute shambles. Mm. Paul Pogba was at one point one of the best centre mids in, in the world. Not in the world, but like in the Prem and in France. Now he's just slumming back into the central defensive midfield position and just not performing, running around like he's got fatigue, all this and that. That was influenced by Jose Marino because they knew what was up. If they didn't do exactly what he wanted them to do, they mm. went to the bench immediately. And that just dropped so many players from Man United to become... Not so good. Valencia, Paul Pogba, to name a few. Like, just these players, and it's so... Mm. It's so, like... I don't know how to explain it. It's just... It makes you want to just go over there and talk the snap out of Jose Mourinho. Mm. Like, just go over there, have a right go at him. Obviously, now he's Spurs manager. Same thing's happening to Deli Alley now. Mm, yeah, one of the best sentiments in England now getting talked smack and I think Jose yeah. Mourinho has not got a like good career ahead of him if he keeps doing this. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, I'm gonna move on to Gareth Bale. Now, I'm not gonna talk about the way he played. He wasn't the best. He shone at times like in the 2018 Trans League final. But ultimately, he was past his best. He was really supposed to be a bench warmer, but yet he still performed, still put in performances and still played. And I think that Zidane didn't treat him right. 
when he got very close um just a month a couple months ago to leaving Zidane went on the news and said it's nothing personal but Gareth Bale is leaving very soon and you, you look at things you're glad he's gone because that way it's made for you to put in new players and you don't have to keep paying his wages it ultimately didn't happen but Zidane didn't really care about Gareth Bale who still was good he still could put in a performance and that's what I like the old Gareth Bale at like Tottenham and when he started playing for Madrid, he was amazing he was incredible but when Zidane shoved him to the bench everyone thought he'd be like the new Ryan Giggs world-class Welshman Mm, yeah you, you just see him bench time and time out. And, like, yeah, it's a very bold statement for me. But Ronaldo really kind of was a one-man team at Real Madrid. Mm. It was literally what kept the club alive. Because, like, they were winning, they were coming so close to winning titles and Champions Leagues. Now, now they just can't. Yeah. Barcelona have taken over. It's like, Barcelona, sorry, if Barcelona lose Messi... I think they're going to go on a downhill from there because obviously the, he they were honestly Suarez and Messi had such a close relationship with each other. They're best friends. They're literally best friends. I think Suarez just falling behind behind uh, Sergio Aguero because obviously uh, both Argentinian and they both think alike. Now I just. I don't know. Yeah, because of course, when you where the guys say, we all thought he'd be like, that's one gate, moves to Real Madrid with Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo stayed there for a good, what, 10 solid years. And then, then he leaves for Juve, and you just see Real crumble. Like, Ronaldo was their shield. And now their shield has just been broken, and there's and the whole city of Real Madrid has just caved in, and mm. yeah, now is sitting what I think still second, but quite a long way behind Barcelona. Mm, definitely, and when you shun a player to the bench like that, you you can't expect them to perform. Anyway, um, Finn, why don't you go on to Mesut Ozil? Mizazo, yes. Um, so Mizazo, I don't exactly know a lot, but I'm going to try some out. So Mizazo is probably one of the most loved players in football in many, many countries. Because is that nice? He is so nice to the countries, but Germany thought he was betraying the country because he was talking to leaders of other countries. And he was helping out too much with other countries. And I see no point in getting mad at someone that's trying to help the world. He do- He's donated millions and millions of euros to help, to help fund things like building schools, um, helping hospitals, like, and just, just making the country well-rounded. And making sure the law, the law enforcement, like the law, is better 
they have more police, they have more of this. And I don't see why Germany had to do him like that. And now yeah. he's and then all because of that, Arsenal found out about it and he's pretty much he's not been a bench warmer, but he has been on and off quite a few times. Mm, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go on from the other person, Granite Xhaka. Now, Granite Xhaka, admittedly, isn't the best player. He is dirty, he has gotten red cards. But really, if you think about it, Arsenal don't really have any other better sen- like centre mids or cams. You've got Ozil, you've got Terraria, but Terraria is just equally as dirty. And Arsenal players like, we need to get Granite Xhaka, but... I don't, Danny I don't see a point there for a loan. Mm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't yeah. see why they scapegoated him just because he he got a few red cards. Um, I mean, lots of players do that. Uh, no, Ramos do that, but he's decorated player, and I don't see why you have the right to show this Swedish. No. It's not. Yeah. It, it's not because of that. What happened is, at one day he was put as captain. He was put as captain at one game. Unai Emery trusted him in that game. He put his full trust on Granite Shaki. He said, "I need you to do this for me. Can you do it?" He's like, "Yes, sure, I will do it." He gets off. He gets subbed off the pitch to booze. Jeers, because he hasn't played well. He's been really dirty in it. He then takes off the captain's armband and chucks it down to the ground and stomps on it. That is why he got scapegoated. So I see... I Obviously, it's not good to scapegoat, but I would still boo and jeer at that. Because that is a yeah. horrific sight to see from anyone. And of, of course you would, but you can't, you can't put weight on people. And then when they fail, you're like, why did you fail? You had nothing... And- I obviously I would do the same as you, Finn. But like, I, I just I just boo him, I would boo him and jeer him. But then I would forgive him, saying we put too much pressure on you. We will allow you second chance. And when and that's just how Unai Emery didn't see it. He saw it as well, I put my faith in this player, and he didn't perform. So I don't I don't really see well, why well, we needed to scapegoat him for this long. It is. Pretty much for Granite Shaka being scapegoated so many times because of being dirty. Because I think it's all based around Unai Emery's fault. He should not have put um, Granite Shaka as captain. Shouldn't have. It should have been someone like Mustafi, who's had experience leading from the back, being a captain, or just someone that can control the pitch. Granite Shaka did none of that. He shouted at his teammates, telling them to do this, do that, in such a horrible manner that everyone didn't like him. So that's why Unai Emily then bought him off. Speaking to him afterwards, like, you need mm. to be better, you need to do better. And then he chucked his captain's arm bound down while he was already getting booed slightly. Then the whole stadium just erupts in boos and jeers. Planet Shaka. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, let's move on to managers who were scapegoated. So I'm going to start off with Roy Hudson, because personally, he is old. He is older than most managers, but yet he still does a good job for Palace. He 
may not get top flight football, but he's keeping them alive. And people say Hudson is <laughs> over. Well, n- not really, no, because he's still performing. He's still making the squad, and ultimately he created talents like Wan-Bissaka, Zahar, and he's helped their careers, and Wan-Bissaka left, but Zahar is still looking very good, and I don't see why everybody says Roy Hudson out, because I think Crystal Palace, mm. and, and they've found their man, and they've kept him, and I'm glad Crystal Palace, the uh, overseers, have put their faith in them, but the fans are just not, and some of them are, of course, are, but some of them aren't, and I don't see why. I, if I was a Palace fan, I'd put my full faith in Roy Hodgson because he has been a good manager in his day. Back in the day, he was a good manager, solid, and very tactical, and that's what made him probably one of the greats at that time. But now he's getting older. He is older than most managers. Most managers retire around the age of probably 55 to 60. But he has gone on beyond that. I, think. I don't exactly know how old he is. But he's gone on beyond that, well beyond that. And he's carried on, which I respect. I respect that he wants to carry on with football and mm. wants to still be important. Because most managers, they just waste away and forgotten. Obviously, a load of managers, they're not going to be forgotten. Like um, Pep Guardiola, for example, at City, at Barcelona, never going to be forgotten. If they got forgotten, then it would be pretty much all over for the club. But Roy Hodgson, I don't think, is going to, is going to be one of those managers that is going to be remembered at Palace. And he's definitely going to be remembered for me. Definitely, yeah. Anyway, on that note, let's move on to Wenger. Now, Wenger, he didn't do the the what the best. He he got them FA Cups at his start. He got them Premier League, sure. But then he went a decade without a title. And what Arsenal failed to see was that he was declining. He was on a downhill, and um, of course, a Premier League title in less than a decade. In more than a decade was it just wasn't right and but they still cl- clinged on for life and ultimately Arsenal didn't didn't do their best but Arsene Wenger still helped them and if you compare Arsene Wenger's last 50 games which were considered the worst of his career to Unai Emery's first 40 games Arsene Wenger actually does better at the end of his career. Hello. 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 Okay. Right. Okay. We're going live right. again. We don't Three, have to start two, again. One. Go. Uh, and uh, they they were considered appalling throughout his career. Um, Arsene Wenger, and I don't see why. And I Arsenal fans. They when he left, they were like, "Oh, we're gonna miss you. You're such a good manager." But when he was still there, they were holding up banners and after now, thanks for the good times, Arsenal. But it's time to say goodbye. And I don't see any use to doing that. Mm. Obviously, 
Arsene Wenger was there for 22 years, 1996 to 2018. Now, that is some long spell away at Arsenal. Because most managers, they spend around a couple years at the club, then they move on. Like, they spend at least five to seven years at a club, then they move on to a different club, until eventually their career goes down, 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 then they're kind of stuck in League One, League Two. Like second tiers, but some of them they can live on. They can live on to be to continue at great clubs like Arsene Wenger. He ended his career at Arsenal, still a very big club considerably at the time when he left. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, I think he got some stick that didn't really mean to apply to him. Uh, obviously, your point saying people were going, "Oh, we'll miss you." Like, you were our greatest ever manager. And I think he was. But then they were saying that at the end, and when they were holding up, Wenger out, Wenger sucks, like, Wenger needs to go. Arsenal fan TV saying, Wenger is not doing well anymore, he needs to go. And it's like, why are you saying that that you'll miss him? I obviously understand that you've had some good moments, obviously. That um, that invincible season, but you know, it's just it's just not one of those. It's not one of those things that really match. If he if he was leaving when he's still in his prime, then I would understand. But if you just after after his last game been holding up, Venga out, Venga was leaving, all these horrible horrible banners. Like just targeting him as the manager, and then you say, "I that's disgusting for me." Yeah, definitely. Anyway, let's move on to players who were scapegoating. Now let's look at the two very recent ones. We're going to look at the Raheem Gomez incident and the Jose incident. I'm going to look at the Raheem Gomez incident. So the way this wasn't really scapegoating per se. I do think that Raheem Sterling shouldn't have done that. And I think he blamed Gomez for that, even though, because Gomez put in such a good performance. But still, Raheem, and obviously, if you didn't know, Raheem scratched Gomez and was banned from England for training and the next match. And it was all a bit overblown, not because of the media, but because Raheem Sterling didn't need to do that. And Raheem Sterling could have just said, look, you beat us, fair play, and left it there. Even though there were some very controversial things, you could you could ask uh, Gomez, what did he think? Could They could kind of resolve the matter and say it didn't happen. But uh, so be it. It's over. It's done. And I don't see why he needed to lash out like that. It, it was unprecedented and... Nobody really what needed it. Um, yeah, so Finn, you can go on to yeah. Jose Mourinho. Well, actually, I want to kind of add on to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, the incident, obviously, uncle for Raheem Sterling doing his that action. But then, how the media responded, there was such a big uprise in the media. Any little bit of controversy, they will jump on they will jump on like a panther on its prey. It's just, it's, 
he scratched him. It's not like he's gonna die from blood loss. Mm. Of course, it was a very big incident because you're not meant to hurt your players, but I think the media did overblow it. Carry on, carry on. They they did because I I woke up, I looked on I looked on the news, and then the media were going wild about it. I'm like, why are you giving this so much in like detail? And I think his punishment was also out of order. Missed the training session, but missed the game just for scratching a player that did no injury to him. He It stung for a little bit. He can play. He hasn't broken a bone. He hasn't pulled any muscles. He'll be fine. But no, they kind of took it a bit too far in my case. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, you can still talk about Jose Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Jose Mourinho, he's kind of that person that doesn't get along with fans very well. So, he was the one that got scapegoated the most. He was the one that was blamed for Manchester United's downfall. He was the one that was blamed for a lot of things, for Paul Pogba being bad. A lot of this being true, I think he was the main incident that Paul Pogba was being playing bad. But the stick that he got from the fans was absolutely unbearable for him. Than like, I think he was closer to leaving than getting the sack at one point. He was closer to just leaving anyway. But... And then he did get the sack by Edward Wood. And, you know, what can you say? And then all the fans were happy. They were like, finally, the devil of Manchester's gone. But that's what they called him, the devil of Manchester. Because he, he did cause some controversy there. He did very much. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Anyway, we have a, an announcement. We are going to be changing our upload schedule from uh, one every week to every two weeks, um, just so we have a bit longer as we have a lot of work to do now and it's all all needs to get done. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope you all understand this. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Monday to our new section, Moments. Uh, That will be the second episode, and we will see you next time. Cheerio!